0: Hi, I'm Garth
1: Hand. I'm Jamie Wincup. I'm Lee Holdsworth. I'm James Courtney. We're
0: the Forex Angels, and you're listening to the V8 Insiders.
2: It's your weekly dose of V8 news on the V8 Insiders. Now here's your host, Craig Revell.
3: the night before the 500. Yeah, it's just another another good step um, back, to, back to the top, I suppose. Yeah, it would have been nice to have Jamie push me all the way, but um, to win by that amount was pretty cool.
0: 500 is a long way around here. Bit of weather forecast still to hang around, so whether that plays a part, we'll have to wait and see. We set the grid and look at all the
1: qualifying action today as the lights go out on this special edition of the V8 Insiders. The Friday Grand Prix saw Craig Lowndes and Mark Scape make the perfect start to their title defence.
3: Uh, and the team have given us two good cars to, uh, to go racing with. It's, uh, as you said, we can only do the best we can. And uh, at the moment, we, we're, we're one and two. But as I said, it's only early stages and uh, anything can happen. But uh, the cars, both cars are working extremely good. They're fast, reliable, and, uh, and all four of us are quite happy.
1: Dave Reynolds applied fuel to the speculation on his future. Uh, we had a pretty good practice session. The guys didn't... didn't um put the right equipment in it straight away so we wasted about 10 minutes on the first session but otherwise it was pretty smooth sailing and Andrew Thompson was not worried too much about his role in helping Jamie Wincub keep the points lead unless it was raining
3: you know obviously uh had a yeah you know had a bit of a shit one at QR in race two and (laughs) what was that mate and uh um you know I had some work to to do but uh Obviously, you know, it's pretty busy between uh, QR and here. Made some, made some good improvements. Went to QR for our test day. It was wet to start with and, you know, we were out the gate and, you know, there was no one else quicker than, uh, than me in the car. So
1: Saturday morning, Taz Douglas came to the track expecting to be a spectator to the day's events. But overnight, Tony Dalberto was diagnosed with chickenpox and a last-minute substitution was made, Taz jumping into the car at the 11th hour.
3: It is, it's, it's probably later than the 11th hour, um, you know, I only sort of mentioned it to me this morning and then it was still touch and go up until practice two when I actually went out in the car, so um, good opportunity for me, but on, on the flip side, you know, it's it's not good for Tony and the team, you know, it's Tony's team and I know how much he likes racing and how, you know, racing for his own team, so, but um, luckily I brought my stuff down and I'm just happy to help out, you know, and it's good, good for me to do some laps
1: here. Um, any laps, good laps, really. Yep. Now you've already gone through qualifying one here. Are you locked into the car now for the race, or if Tony's all right tomorrow, he can still jump in? Um, I'm not quite sure of that, but uh, at the moment I'm, I think I'm, I'm racing. Well, we wish you all the best, and I guess whenever they tell you to pull your helmet on, you're going to jump in. Yeah, that's it. Congratulations. Thanks. He will potentially start with Dale Wood. The team stickered the number three Wilson Security Racing Falcon with red dots in recognition of Dalberto's condition. With the drivers split into groups overnight, Group 1 featured 19 of the regular main game drivers, only nine in Group 2 with most multi-car teams splitting their lead drivers between Group 1 and Group 2. Only Fujitsu GRM, Jim Beam Racing and Brad Jones Racing kept both drivers in the first group of qualifiers. At the end of the two-stage qualifying system, FPR's Will Davison swept the time trials and qualifying race one.
3: Yeah, I think there were 19 of the 28 guys from the full-time series in that one, so certainly I just wanted to make sure we're in the, the, you know, the... Front couple of rows, um, but the main important thing is we've we've obviously made the car speedier over one lap, and uh, we've been struggling with that. So that just feels good that we've we've made gains at the end of the day and made progression. And um, and uh, obviously we turn our focus to Luke's qualifying now. Hopefully he has a good run. He's obviously going to have to do a pit stop in this race. Um, so hopefully you can have a clean race and and um, and we have a good starting spot at the end of the day for the main race tomorrow. So um, obviously I've still got my sprint race to do now. This is this weird this weird format trips me out a bit, but yeah. So I've got a race to do the Savo, So obviously we're out of a lot of the carnage, and we'll see how we go over 14 laps. Um, so uh, yeah, it's it's good pat on the back for the boys. Well, Davidson, step number two. Win the qualifying race. Yeah, yeah. Well, um, I'm. Yeah, obviously the priority today is to get a good grid for tomorrow. So that's that's a good way to start. Um, and on the other hand, although it's not a proper race, it's still my first win for FPR. So it feels good. We've been making good steps this year. So thanks, Tim. Good effort, mate. Yep. That's good. Thanks. Cheers. Yeah, crazy, but hey, yeah, just drive it straight. I thought we we're going to go backwards the way it felt, but it was obviously the track. And everybody so. else was going yeah. backwards. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's, it always feels nice in your first year when you've particularly come off a tough race at Queensland um, to get these little milestones. Focus is tomorrow. That's all that matters. But uh, it does feel good to, you know, have a pole and, and win that race. And, um, and uh, yeah, that's just after, you know, being beat around the ears all last year. It's just another step to get my confidence back this year. Uh, I love the Enduros. And uh, and now we just, as I said, don't you know, just focus on tomorrow and hopefully Luke can keep it clean and...
2: Group 2
1: time trials saw the series leader back out on top.
3: Tomo did a great job in P1 and uh, really improved the car and then I maximised then in uh, in, the, in qualifying. Two.
1: Shane Van Gisbergen was circumspect with his win in the second qualifying race.
3: Yeah but it's exactly that though, it's a qualifying race, it's awesome to win and it's a great way to start my relationship with my new engineer. It was really good, I um, had Jamie behind me at the start and... I don't know if I was holding him up there but he was quite quick and I wasn't certainly wasn't pulling away. But um we have strengths and weaknesses. You're able to pick I was able to pick up a few of them with him behind me. So um yeah, I was pretty happy though. Once they picked it off I kept pushing and the car was nice, so hopefully good for tomorrow. John did his role in this whole two part series very well too yep. and uh, you're sitting in third place off the grid. Yeah, unfortunately not enough guys pitted in that first race. Otherwise we'd be further up, but you know, it's um thirds long way tomorrow. Um, Got off the line good, which has been a weakness of mine. So to lead into turn one was quite nice.
1: In other news, now, and Mark Skaife has said his endurance racing career may not be over after
0: Bathurst. I don't know. I haven't made my mind up about that. So uh, I'm just uh, obviously focusing on the weekend and enjoying it. It's uh, you know, it's obviously a pleasure to drive for you know it's the number one team in the country at the moment, and uh, the car's are very good.
1: Scaife also explained how a driver looks at the enduro weekend.
0: This weekend you think really a lot of the guys don't even actually do, if you're in AFL parlance, you don't even do a home and away game and you've got to go and drive in the in the final series and the grand final at Bathurst very shortly. So to understand where the co-drivers are and where they actually sit and how many miles they've done and what tyre quality they've been on and, and how comfortable essentially they are in the car is actually is quite difficult and I mean we've we've obviously focused very hard on just our own, you know, our own garage, but we certainly have taken a lot of time and effort to look at what the combinations are up and down Pit Lane that, you know, are going to be in contention because like all these races you have to know who you're racing. You know, at some point in the day you've got to be able to compare yourself to where you sort of think you should be and, and what the strategy looks like based on who's going to be genuinely up there.
1: We heard from a number of drivers about the race format here at the LNH 500.
3: Um, hey, we're not confused, but uh, I'm pretty sure some people out um, are w- either watching on TV or not full-time Viet Supercar fans um, or followers. Um, I'm sure they'll get a little bit confused, but that's, uh, that's the way it is. We are uh, two qualifying runs and then two qualifying races, so I think it's good. It's plenty of track time on the tracks. I think everyone likes that.
1: Garth Tander also spoke about the format for this event.
0: Um, Yeah, as you said, it's the third time we've run this format, so the teams are starting to get their head around it, where I think, um, and you know, you guys could probably answer this question better than us, but whether or not the people at home and the people on the side of the track can follow what's going on with the pit stop across two races um, is working well enough or not, um, it probably wouldn't be such a bad thing if we just gave us all an extra set of tyres and everyone did a pit stop um, in both the sprint races, but... Um, yeah, I think I think the format's different. It's unique. Um, you know, it certainly worked for us this weekend. You know, we were, had a fourth and an eighth on the grid, and now we start second. So, um, you know, you've got to you've got to manipulate it and work it to, the, to your advantage, and we've done that to get ourselves a good starting spot. And while speculation continues on David
1: Russell's future, Lee Holsworth's future, and also who will be driving at the seat vacated by Paul Dumbrell, there's plenty more to come. But that's the news for the moment here on the V8 Insiders Special Edition, night before the 500.
2: After the break, we set the field. Controversy Corner is next when we return with more on the V8 Insiders.
4: You've taken the V8 to the races. you watch the action on TV. Now, read about them in V8X Magazine. V8X Magazine, dedicated to just one thing. V8 Supercars.
2: Any publication or rebroadcast of the show without the expressed written permission of Thunder Media is strictly prohibited.
0: Hi, I'm Jason Richards. You're listening to V8 Insiders.
1: Welcome back to the V8 Insiders. Joining me for the night before the 500, a man who appreciates the IndyCar reference (laughs) in Richard Crowell. Grayley, what an interesting day. Very interesting
5: day. I quite like this format. It gives both the co-driver and the driver a real opportunity to shine. I think they should ditch the pit stop in each race. Either give them a pit stop in each one or just let them brawl to the end, I also think, following on from an American reference, they should put up 10 grand to the winner for each one of these, just to throw a little bit more spice into it, but I, I quite like the format. I like the combined thing for the points for the, the starting grid. It keeps it up in the air until the last, lap.
1: Like, you don't know. So, oh, I like it. Really interesting day. And it was a very interesting day for a number of reasons. The Irwin Tools car, such a cloud hanging out. It's like the sort of Damocles <laughs> over the head of the driver in uh, Alex Davison. Of course, the big rumour is it's, the, mm. it's Lee Holdsworth's drive next year. But uh, he hasn't helped himself at the start of the season of endurance whilst... Uh, one of, the, uh, one of the Stone Brothers cars is at the front of the field. They're starting stone motherless last.
5: Yeah, and Brab's popped the clutch at the start of race two and didn't go anywhere. So to follow on from your biblical reference, Craig, uh, Davo will be hoping to part the sea of car in front of him and charge his way forward through the field. They've got fast cars at SBR. There's no doubt about it. And, and Slady and Daniel Gaunt have been pretty quick all weekend too. So we'll need to see where they go. 27th place, uh, Another combination that should go forward, they should be further up than this, uh, Jason Barguana, Shane Price in the Jana Living Racing Commodore from Brad Jones Racing, they, they're a better team than 27th, they'll be gutted with that. Barg's is very handy at these races, so watch for them to go forward, Shane Price is a pretty good co-driver for that combo too.
1: The biggest surprise is starting out of twenty six. Yeah. the Jim Beam Racing Falcon, Johnson and Besnard, they looked good on Friday, but Saturday it's all gone to water. Yeah, they've got good pace, though. Bernard ran in the top six or seven in the second sprint
5: race today before making the stop. So they've got speed, but DJR, Jim Beam Racing, they just tend to be all at sea here, don't they? For whatever reason, they can go to Mount Panorama and be right on the money from the first lap, but here they're not very good. So, look, I, they're going to need
1: safety cars and strategy to go their way tomorrow to spin a result, I would have thought. Warren Ryan Lauren Wall is starting in the Feedingham Sheds out of 25. 24 will be Webb and Lyons. Now, I'm a big fan of Richard Lyons, mm. but it's not performing the way we would have liked. It's not, but
5: again, in, in the second sprint race, that car had pace. So I wouldn't look at this this starting position as a bad thing for the mother, mother team. They'll go forward. Whether they'll be top 10 or not, I don't know. But Webby's becoming a very handy driver. Whether he's ever going to get to the Will Davison level, I don't know. Maybe, but top
1: 10 driver... Yeah, I think he's pretty good. So yeah, yeah. it's a good combination. we be hoping the force is with him to get him through the field on that one. I, I thought I'd make, reference. Yeah, through, I yeah, I thought you'd like that one. Triple F, look, uh, Fury and Patrizzi. Patrizzi had a tough time in the Carrera Cup, but I thought they were solid all weekend so far.
5: Yeah, and Mike's doing a really good job in that car. Very, very competitive, and he's matched Dino all weekend. Again, this is another of those combinations you just don't know. They could trundle around at the back all day or through strategy and being smart with the safety car, they could find themselves in the top ten quite easily. This is a bit of a Jack Perkins-Tim Slade combo from last year. Remember, they finished six. So, really good performance. Yeah, look, they'll be disappointed
1: with qualifying, but, hey, they'll move forward. Out of 22, and this just shows you how strong the field yeah. is, Bright and uh, also Andy Jones. There was uh, a number of factors right throughout this weekend that has troubled them, and they've, they've been up and down like a yo-yo. But do you know what the best thing, Craig, about this team,
5: Brad Jones Racing, is that... They are not afraid at all to roll the dice with strategy. Now, it could backfire, but nine times out of ten with Brad Jones, Mm -hmm. and he's got a working brain, does Bradley. Kim's not too bad. Exactly right. And nine times out of ten it works for them, and they'll find themselves in the ten. This is a very good car, and it's had a lot of pace all weekend, and Andy Jones is on form with his Fujitsu Series stuff. Brighty's driving better than ever. Yeah, they'll they'll be top ten at the end of tomorrow, no doubt. Possibly top five. You can finish top ten buried down in the field. I've got no doubt about it. It's a very, very competitive field.
1: Mm. Slade and Gaunt, you talked about the Slade Perkins reference. It's just not going quite as well this year.
5: No, but my only comment with them, I think, is you only need to look at Van Giers and McIntyre as to what an SBR car can do here. Um, Traditionally, these circuits haven't been great for them. So the SP car is going well. The other
1: two are buried in the field, but they've had good pace at various times. So, yeah, they'll go forward. Yes. And uh, Moffat and Halliday, well interesting because Moff was fantastic at QR but uh, just not with that so- same sort of speed but perhaps this is just the Jim Bean bug getting him. Well they're six places ahead of Stevie J and David Bernard one of the more experienced combos in
5: the field so yeah, they're going okay, but again, Jim Bean Racing's struggling here.
1: We mentioned in the news about the uh, sub at, at Wilson yeah. Security Racing and the uh, polka dots, a nice touch on the front of that car. But uh, Taz Douglas did a really good job in his qualifying race. He went out in qualifying one and whilst he uh, was at the back of the field at the end course of the pit stop, I thought with the amount of practice he had... Did a solid job. Dale Wood also doing a nice job there. Super cheap auto racing. Well, Ingle and Perkins, that's disappointing as well for Ingle, who's, uh, well, on his last enduro season at Paul Morris, at least. Yeah, he
5: is. um, Yeah, disappointing. I don't really know what to say about them, Craig, to be honest. I think it was Russ spearing off in his sprint race. Jack had some issues today. Look experience is key for these guys and they'll keep chipping away but you know they'll be disappointed at super
1: Chip Auto, especially given steve owen was very very good today mm, he was uh, Gulf western oil racing there was a huge surprise that uh, warren luff in qualifying uh, time trials mm. two he actually got up to about fifth place at one stage and showed some great speed pretty and uh luff very experienced It'll depend on strategy for them.
5: And Luffy was brilliant in his sprint race, wasn't he? He was right at, in the top five or six. So, yeah, really good. This could be the dark horse. They're, for the first time all season, I think they're actually showing legitimate
1: top 20 pace. Yeah, well, maybe they've got rid of those uh, Collingwood Magpies off the side of the car, and that's why. Uh, Holsworth and Ritter are not having a good run here. They're mired down in 16th place. Owen oh, you mentioned with Paul Morris in 15th. Bundaberg racing a Coulthard and Baird is back there in 14th. And Baird, again, double duties and it's not slowing him down. No, pretty solid. Uh, He did qualify six-tenths faster in the Porsche than he did in the V8 supercar. I'll leave it at that, but they're looking okay. Caruso and Marshall also had a solid run today. The two Jack Daniels car, very interesting because Rick is behind Todd, yeah. but Todd not happy with David Reynolds after that qualifying race one. Yeah, there was some
5: fire there, wasn't there? And there's all sorts of stuff going on with Reynolds and, and the Kelly Brothers racing team. But uh, interesting on the grid for that second sprint race. there, under the bonnet of car seven, the Todd Kelly, Davey Russell car for quite some time. I think they had issues, not sure what it is. Um, Look, they're not looking too bad. I think those two cars are well-placed to go forwards and very, very experienced driver combos there. David Russell's driving exceptionally well at the moment.
1: Toll Holden Racing had their first car as we work backwards and the number one car in position 10, Courtney McConville. Not heard much from them all weekend, but they have been like the number two Toll Holden HRT car, up and down like yo-yos.
5: Well, JC was, what, fifth, I think it was, in the second sprint race and was fast and HRT's quick. I thought coming into the weekend, these were the gun HRT combo. I had some doubts over Nick Perkett. We'll get to him in a minute. Uh, they've been erased, I think it's safe <laughs> to say.
1: All right, uh, Winterbottom and Richards, Solid performance in the top ten. Yeah, good. And they'll be buoyed by the fact their teammates are very, very strong. Mm. Pepsi Max crew. Now, Greg Murphy, I heard him, at the, uh, I was downstairs after the race mm. when he was in the uh, third position there. And he's gone, well, I'm realistic. It is just a qualifying race. And the other people did have to pit. Yeah, but there's so much for confidence, isn't
5: there? And he finished third on raw speed, outright pace. Great to see him back there. Alan Simonson is an absolute gun. I've had the pleasure of working with him many times. They are a very good team. Top
1: five for them on Sunday. Yeah, Simonson is uh, a, a driver that I love to watch as well. Hey, it was the Stratco Racing. So the two Kelly racing cars right together there. And, of course, we mentioned Reynolds. Blanchard's solid as well. Very solid, very eloquent in the press conference
5: yesterday, unlike his teammate, who was very, very funny, but uh, slightly controversial. Uh, Again, good combo, looking strong. Blanchard's driving particularly well. Probably not quite on the same pace as Davey Reynolds, but that's another combination that should be there. I still think they'll be beaten by Murphy and Simonson, though.
1: Mm, Okay, Lowndes and Scaife, uh, the defending champions out of position six. Don't need to say
5: much more. They can easily win it from there, and anyone who had any doubts that Mark Scaife has lost any speed. Just watch that second sprint race again. He was sticking with Wink up the whole way through.
1: As we heard in the news, refuses to rule out of coming back for Enduros next year. If they win one of these next two races, I guarantee you he'll lose the commission job and be back in a car. All right. Dumbrell and Canto, great job from Dumbrell up in the uh, second spot in the second race.
5: Yeah, really competitive drive. Uh, I can't think why he's retiring because he's still driving very well. Anyway, good performance. Uh, FPR are looking good, aren't they? They're legitimately quick. Very consistent cars, and as
1: we'll get to see who started on pole position, they're very, very strong this weekend. That's a good team. So. Yeah. win, captain Thompson, fourth position on the starting grid. First time in 12 races that it hasn't been a team Vodafone car on the front row. Good. <laughs> okay. Good for the sport. SB Tools Racing's Ginsberg and McIntyre is taking the winner in race qualifying race number two, and McIntyre once again solid. Johnny was really good in that first sprint,
5: wasn't he? He was exceptional. Van Gisbergen's driving beautifully and. Uh sliding the car around on the final lap when his rear tyres were shot to pieces just shows the car control this guy's got. They will contend for the race victory. Johnny Mac, I think, is very impressive so far.
1: All right, and no, I see so you've already got the eraser out on this second team because it's Percat and Tanda. And it was interesting, Percat's reference to his co-driver. Yeah, I know, quite funny. Very confident,
5: isn't he? He comes across as being confident this weekend. I underrated this combination. I thought Percat would be behind Cam McConville in terms of the co-drivers. I didn't like the change from Tandra McConville, which is a proven combo, podium at Bathurst, strong here. I didn't like that change, but Nick has stepped up to his eternal credit. He's doing a very, very good job. GT is GT. He's a gun. We all know that. And uh, front row start, they can easily win this motor race. Mm. I don't think they will, though.
1: Will Davison, Luke Gilden sit on the pole position as we have a night's sleep on everything that happened today Will Davison seems immensely confident after winning his race and also getting the pole for his qualifying race and don't
5: underestimate Luke Yildon he's a very very experienced guy and will do all he needs to do and only what he needs to do to hand that car over the Trading Post FPR car to Will Davison and get to the flag but I I like them they look good don't rate them for a victory. I think Lance
1: and Scafe are still going to win this one, Craig. Let me ask you, you don't rate them for a victory because of what's going to happen on pit lane or because of speed? No, I think speed will be there, but I think
5: full performance racing just aren't quite there yet, are they? And you cannot bet against Triple Eight. You bet against Team Vodafone, you are mad, mad, mad. And I think from sixth place, Lands and Scaife will win this one.
1: Richard, it is always a pleasure to catch up with you and uh, we look forward to speaking to you very soon again on the V8 Insiders. Thanks, Craig. Always a pleasure. White Flag Lap is up next and we'll hear exactly what Richard was talking about with David Reynolds at the Friday press conference.
2: Find out more about your favorite supercar teams and drivers when we go inside further on the V8 Insiders.
4: You've taken the V8 to the races. You watch the action on TV. Now read about them in V8X Magazine. V8X Magazine, dedicated to just one thing. V8 Supercars, showcasing some of today's best riders and award-winning photographers. V8X brings you all the news and in-depth interviews demanded by today's V8 Supercar fans in one action-packed magazine. V8X, the number one magazine in V8 Supercar coverage. Out now. Hi,
3: I'm Shane Van Gisbergen. You're listening to V8 Insiders.
1: On this week's Y-Flag Lap, we hear more from David Reynolds. He certainly had the media contingent in stitches on Friday. Here's what he had to say about how his car was handling. I'm actually surprised to be here. I think it was just circumstantial that all the oil went down and I put my green tyres on earlier. And, you know, I I didn't expect to be here. I thought I was be, like, 18th or 20th, around there. (laughs) What? Honestly, honestly, if you drove my car, it was facing the fence most of of the (laughs) laps. It didn't feel that fast, so I'm very surprised to be here Well, there's nothing wrong with being here, so you should enjoy it while you no, can No, I am, Cause there'll be talking plenty about times, positives There'll be plenty of times when you deserve to be here and you won't, obviously <laughs>
4: It's a good thing you're here
1: tell, tell, us, tell us more about that, I mean, it's facing the fence in every lap But you're still pulling a mid-33 out of it, it can't be that bad Well, for one lap it's not that bad It's just the rest of the laps I'm going to worry about and there's 100 and what?
0: 16?
1: I've only got to do three hours on Sunday. So for a minute and a half, it's pretty good. <laughs> My thanks to everyone here on the night before the 500. We hope you enjoy the race tomorrow. Until next Thursday, keep smiling and bye for now.
2: Join us next
0: week for more V8 Insiders, only on v8x.com.au.